0: Hey, you're listening to Just Say The Word. I'm your host, Erin Sanchez, and this is a storytelling podcast. In every episode, you'll hear a story from me or my guests from around the world. Then we'll encapsulate a key lesson from that story in just one word you can apply in your own life or business. If you're an entrepreneur looking to get inspired and make your mark on the world, you're in the right place. Your story is your legacy, and I want to help you tell it better. Visit candidlyerin.com for more writing, communications, and personal branding advice hey everyone welcome back today's guest is ryan roten ryan is the creator of the brand messaging system and linkedin made simple he's also an author a keynote speaker certified story brand guide and host of the brand new you show a podcast all about personal and digital branding Ryan helps entrepreneurs craft clear messaging to confidently market their brand online. Super excited to talk to Ryan because I think this is a topic that a lot of our listeners are um, really excited and interested about. So welcome to the show, Ryan, and thank you for being on.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me. And I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna have to start off with, I am gonna steal the intro you just gave to me, you gave <laughs> for me, and start using that for myself.
0: Oh, I love it. Perfect. I'll send it to you. (laughs) Great. Love it. Um, So Ryan, I, this is like one of my very favorite topics, very close to my heart. So I'm really excited to, um, well, as we were just joking about, pick your brain on this, right? For free and not pay you for it. But um, tell me why you got started on this path. Like why is personal branding so important to you?
1: So it's a, there's a simple answer with a long explanation. Okay. Okay. The, the simple answer is I was, uh, turned down for a job that I felt I had earned. Mm. And not only did I feel like I had earned it, but all my peers felt that way. My boss felt that way. Like everybody who's supposed to be in your corner in the corporate world, like everybody was, this is your job. And it was, you know, it was one of those ones where you work for all your career to get it um, you know, director slash VP level. And from the time I interviewed to the time they gave the job to someone else, they actually brought in new management, mm-hmm. took out took out the person I interviewed with, brought in a new person, and that person brought in somebody from the outside. Somebody okay. used to work for. Right. So um, that was a moment where you know the if you will, the corporate the corporate ladder, the corporate dream or whatever, it like came crashing down for me. And I just, I started going, okay, like, I asked myself all kinds of questions I never even thought about before. Like, is this what I'm supposed to do? Hmm. Is this where I'm supposed to go? Should I be doing something different with my life? And if so, what would that look like? And so I just started doing searches on the internet. I mean, I was frustrated with work too at that point. So I started Googling, you know, how to start a business at home, those kind of things. (laughs) Like, you know, all the, like, you've just had your your career dream shattered. So you reel and do all kinds of crazy things. And and in my case, it worked out to my advantage. (laughs) So I spent, I don't know, probably the next two, three years, just really digging into me and finding out what makes me tick and becoming more self-aware of who I am as a person and how I add value to corporations um, and to my, now my clients and really digging into okay what's this whole personal branding thing mean you know so as i was doing my searching that personal branding came up and i was like what is that and i started reading a little bit about it and didn't really think much of it but at that time i had an hour long drive to work so i was listening to a lot of podcasts and i can i can't tell you today the name of the podcast but i'm forever grateful for the host for having this person on but she said personal branding and explained it in a way that you know, it was one of those uh, hair stands on, on your arms and on your, where, you know, wherever you have it, Uh, as you can see, I don't have much of it anymore. (laughs) Right. But it's one of those moments where I was like, holy crap, that's it. That's, that's my problem. And so that's when I really started digging into personal branding, what it is, how, how it can, you know, how you can nurture it, if you will, how you can define it, how you figure out how to use it in order Mm -hmm. to, you know, uh, boost your career.
0: Yeah. I love that. Oh, that's great. I geeked out on it.
1: I went way down rabbit holes. (laughs) I even, I even, uh, you know, I'm a firm believer now too that you you hear the phrase all the time, but you never, like it never means anything until you experience it, which is you are the sum or the equivalent of the five people you hang out with the most. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I realized during that transition, if you will, for me, was that the people I was hanging out with, I liked them. They were all great people, but they were really holding me back. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I gradually started to, I found five new people, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you will. Yeah. And, you know, they helped me along in that that next piece of my journey.
0: Yeah. No, uh, that's so funny because on my um, journey through this entrepreneur entrepreneurial, uh, well, I, I won't call it what, what first came to mind, but on my journey, I've also kind of found that not that I've left... Um, Not that I've left friends behind necessarily, but the people who I spend my time with, who I'm regularly connecting with are a completely new, uh, circle of friends. And oftentimes they're not even in my same, like with the internet. Now they are friends that are online and in different states. Is that the same for you or is it local people?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Um, I, there are people that I would consider close confidants, um, don't live anywhere near me. And, and two of them I've never met in person.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I have a couple like that as well. Oh, that's awesome. And really quickly, so that people can kind of get, a, because you told me, um, where where are you located? Because you're, you're you you told me you're in a cabin in the mountains. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I was joking. I'm actually yeah, yeah. I'm in. <laughs> I'm outside of Denver in a town called Golden. Okay, cool. I actually I actually live up in the foothills. So I'm like oh. 2,000 feet above the city of Golden.
0: Yeah. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I just had to, I was curious. I was like, is he really in a cabin in the woods? Because like that sounds pretty, pretty <laughs> idyllic. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so you went on this, this, this rap, like down these rabbit holes and you discovered how important personal branding is. So what made you like, where did it? Change for you, where you were looking into it for career growth, and then yep. into taking it into something that you were helping other people do.
1: Yeah. So uh, the the five people I found myself surrounded by, mm-hmm. they were all podcasters. Mm. And so when you are surrounded by podcasters, so you have a tendency to want to go and start a podcast. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know I you know I was just talking to them about career stuff and all that, and they were like, dude, you have the you have the one tool that you need to talk to anybody that you want. I'm like, what do you mean? And they're like, start a podcast and just start interviewing people. I'm like, well, I've never interviewed anybody before. And, you know, so anyway, through their encouragement, I thought, well, I'll just start a podcast and I'll start reaching out to people that I want to learn from and use the podcast as an excuse to do it. <laughs> and I had no clue that, you know, people would actually say yes. Yeah. So uh, I started interviewing different people about, you know, so I, I initially I focused on career coaches, recruiters, personal branding experts, social media experts, and all my questioning was around, how do you use this stuff? Like, A, what do you look for? And B, how do you use this stuff to create, you know, an online presence so that when people search for you, they get a really good feeling for who you are, okay? And I should probably stop the story and back up a little bit too. Before that even happened, one of the things I did as I was going through my discovery piece was I searched. I Googled my name. I searched for myself online, which Mm -hmm. I'd never done before. Yeah, Never done that before. Um, And so I did it and I thought, okay, well, Ryan wrote in how, you know, it's not, that's, that's kind of an odd name. Turns out there's, there's four of us in the world, at least four that that were showing up at that time. And one of the Ryans was on the front page like five times.
0: Mm.
1: And that Ryan was not me. I didn't show up. There was nothing about me until like the third page of Google result number eight or nine. And believe it or not, it was, it was what I had for lunch that had been ordered (laughs) by the company that I was visiting and they, f- they did an, inter- an online order thing. And so yeah. my lunch meal was there.
0: <laughs> not, not exactly what you're trying to promote about yourself, what you eat for lunch. <laughs> no,
1: no. So Well, but I mean, you know, if you, like, what they say, right? If you're going to hide a dead body, put it on page two of Google because nobody yeah. ever looks there. <laughs> right. So on page three, I was completely invisible. But what bothered me even more was the guy who was on the front page showed up five times. Mm-hmm. He was there because he had just been arrested again.
0: Oh, no. Yeah, bad association so, with
1: you. Yeah, so I just started thinking, oh my gosh, what, like, this is what people find mm-hmm. when they search for me. Yeah. And so I kind of vowed then and there, I had no clue how to do it, but I vowed then and there that I would supplant him on in <laughs> Google. And that was also kind of a, a motivation for me to start the podcast was to learn, how do I do that? Like, how do you get found in search? How do you use today's tools and technology to really, you know, put yourself out there in a way that when people find you they a know who you are and b know what you are all about. Mm-hmm. And that's really what the genesis of the podcast was and ultimately it ended up leading to my book too.
0: Yeah, very cool. So tell me a bit about your book because I think that's the one thing I saw it, but I I definitely like read more about your podcast and everything just because obviously I'm having you on my podcast. So tell me about the book.
1: Yeah, so the book the book came about because I had interviewed. So the podcast started selfishly. Right. I wanted to learn stuff for myself. Yep. I realized at some point along the way that like this is really valuable information for a lot of people to, to know about. And then I, as I was interviewing people, I got to, I don't know, it, maybe I'm slow, but it took about 80 interviews. <laughs> <laughs> and I finally realized that like all these people were telling me the same thing. Everybody had a different take on it, but they were all saying, roughly, this is the process that you go through in order to build a brand that can get you recognized. Mm -hmm. And so I took a step back from the podcast. I even stopped it uh, for a short period of time so I could go through all the different interviews that were there, and I was able to put together a process that you can follow. To to build a brand and use it to either boost credibility in your career or to boost it in your you know in your business. Mm -hmm. And so the book's called Career Cred. It's the four simple steps on how to build your your digital brand and boost credibility in your career. If I had to do it again, I would not call it that. That was one of those moments where I tried to be clever instead (laughs) of clear. Yeah. And um, you know, but. Maybe someday Rev Two will come out with a new name. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of us fall into that, especially because um, you're big on like messaging and everything. And I think, I mean, I'm just making assumptions here, but those of us who love words and and are word nerds and we do wordplay, we want to be clever. But then, you know, sometimes yes. we do it at the, the by sacrificing clarity. So um, it's pretty clear to me, though. I I totally get what your book is about when I when I saw it. Um, So in, in your process and you don't have to like disclose everything, obviously, because people can buy your book for that or work with you, but, um, are these steps that like who can use this, you know, is this something that like, do you have to be a CEO with a bunch of cred behind your name or whatever? Like, tell us who can use this and how they can benefit from it.
1: Well, I wrote, I wrote the book in a way that it can be used by anybody. Mm -hmm. Okay. But the only way it's going to be effective is if you're serious about doing it. So it's a, it's literally a step-by-step book. There's four, there's four high-level steps that you go through to do it. And then each of the steps has a lot of activities inside of it yeah. that you have to go through in order to start to build your brand. And the very first step is to start to ask yourself those questions that I did, which is, what do you want people to know you for? Like, if I looked you up a year from now, what would I find? Mm-hmm. And the key to that answer is making sure that you cultivate that answer online and don't let Google do it for you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Cause if, cause if you're not, if you're not put, you know, this, if you're not branding yourself, Google's going to do it for you anyway. Absolutely. And what people find about you online today formulates this, this perception that they have of you that will not change unless they meet you in person.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's just becoming super important for people to pay attention about what's out there online. And if you're serious about growing in your career, or if you're looking to start a side gig, or you want to become a freelancer, at some point, somebody's going to look you up online, and what they find can make a difference between an opportunity going to you or an opportunity going to someone else. So, mm-hmm. you know, I just think it's becoming more and more important that p- people pay attention to what they post online, what's posted out there about them online, Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: if, you know, if you want to be a freelancer, if you want to have a side gig, if you want to start your own business, or even if you want to advance in your career, because, you know, your influence outside the organization, the only way people know about you outside your organization is either through online stuff, or you're applying for jobs. Yeah. So you can either control your destiny or you can have somebody else do it for you. And my book will help you learn how to control it yourself.
0: I love that. No, that's absolutely true. And I think what I really enjoyed, um, what you mentioned earlier was it's just such an interesting thing to think about is what people learn about you or experience from their first interaction with you. It's that first impression that's going to stick with them no matter what you do after that. Right? So but like you said, the, the more we, we get into like this gig economy and the more that people are, um, you know, starting businesses, the more careful and intentional we have to be about how we're showing up. And gosh, I need to go delete some old Facebook pictures probably <laughs> from way back in the day. But it's so, so true. So what what do you... What do you suggest for people when like what what makes a good first impression like do they need to know everything that they want to do and accomplish or you know is this about starting with your value you know your core values what, what do you suggest
1: yeah so a uh, great example i'm working right now my my oldest son is a junior in college huh. excuse me excuse <laughs> me. it makes my heartbeat saying that but Um, you know, so he's, he's looking at getting out of college and going into the workforce in like a year and a half. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So I'm working with him right now to start to establish what he wants to be known for. And I, and so that's the first step you have to decide is what is it you want people to know about you? Because if you don't, if you can't answer that question yourself, then who else, who's going to answer it for you? Like Mm -hmm. people are just going to make assumptions about you. And they're going to create whatever perception they want. Now, the truth is about branding, though, you, you, all you can do is influence perceptions, the ultimate perception and what your customer, or, you know, what other people think about you, they control that.
0: Yep, exactly. But
1: you, you just create a perception and you can help manage and influence that perception if you're active about it. So, mm-hmm. you know, in my son's case, he he's, um, was in a car accident uh, two, yeah, two, wow, two years ago now. Um, suffered a traumatic brain injury and almost died. And, but it turned out to be like a turning point in his life in that he had zero clarity in what he wanted to do with his life when he was going to school. Then he had his accident and he interacted with, you know, uh, physical therapists and all these other therapists who help him basically learn how to walk and speak again. And he's since decided that, you know, he wants to be a physical therapist who specifically helps people who've had traumatic brain injury
0: hmm
1: So now that we know that I, we can work together and I can help him create that brand online so that when future employers look for him and you know, people looking for internships, when they go look him up, he's going to have a website that talks about all the stuff he's doing with traumatic brain injury, the different things that he's learning. I mean, he's going to be heads and shoulders above the other candidates when people search for him online after they get a resume they're gonna you know I had a client just this morning who told me one of the reasons she went with me instead of somebody else was that when she looked me up online I had like a portfolio mm-hmm. and she knew roughly what she was gonna expect from me versus right. the other person who had nothing mm mm-hmm and it's just becoming that much more important if you want those opportunities you need to you need to create them for yourself.
0: Yeah. And there's a couple of different things within what you said that I'd love to dive into. There are two different threads, so hopefully I'll remember them both as we get into one. But one of them is your your son's accident um which thank goodness he's okay, but that accident leading to his purpose. Mm -hmm. And what we can use in personal branding is that a lot of the times is that that's the why story, right? And so is this what you work on with your clients a lot is like, what is something that has impacted you? Um, Well, I won't put words in your mouth. I'll just ask you. Yeah. that
1: yeah no start? 100%. I mean it, like that's that's how we have to start. Like what do you what do you want to be known for? What do you want people to and once they say something well then why? What's the point?
0: Mm-hmm. Why
1: do you want to be known for that? Let's dig into that and understand where your story begins because we're all interested in something. Yeah. And there's always something that spurred that interest. You know like say say I want to be known a year from now for the as a model train guy.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay?
1: If not not that I do that, but <laughs> if I wanted to be you know, you go back in my life, where is it that model trains started to become important to me? Yeah. You know, did I play with model trains with my grandfather? Believe it or not, that's a good origin story to talk to people about because there's probably other people out there who also played with trains with their grandfather and, they, and it resonates with people. So it's really understanding first, what is it you want people to know about you? And then tracing it back to why is that important to you? Because if it's not important to you, then you, you're just creating a fake persona.
0: For sure. Oh, I absolutely agree. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought up that example with your son. Um, Because we can always find it doesn't, you know, a lot of people who are multi passions are like, well, I like a lot of things and I have, well, that's great. What's the one thing you want to do? Where did that, you know, why do you want to do it? What is, how is that, you know, part of your purpose? And focus on that, right? It's really quite simple.
1: Yeah. I was, I interacted with somebody on LinkedIn, same post actually that led to this discussion right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, But she and I had a conversation yesterday and she was telling me she was torn between kind of, you know, a bipolar brand in that she does this one thing, Mm -hmm. but she actually has a chronic disease that is incurable. Mm -hmm. And so she is starting a, you know, a side business to do some stuff around that. And just talking to her, I could tell, she, I mean, that's her passion. Mm-hmm. And she has an origin story that would resonate with so many people if she would dive into that. Right. Yep. And, you know, she, was, she didn't do it before because she worked for a company that was it was like you couldn't have a side business, you couldn't do anything. Yeah. But now she's a consultant and she does the consulting stuff basically now to feed her passion. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you, you know, you, you have such... an origin story that people are really going to connect with you and you are going to find all the people that are out there that are struggling with some kind of chronic incurable disease and you can be the person to let them know that it's okay. There's hope. Here's how we can work together. That type of thing.
0: Yeah. No, it's funny. I had a very parallel conversation with somebody just this morning about their side. Thing. I mean, exactly what you're talking about, but the, the chronic illness thing. Um, So I have autoimmune challenges and mm. chronic illness. And so it what you're saying is so spot on, because even though that's not what I do for my business by using Um, by talking about it sometimes in why, for example, I left the nine to five in the first place. is very hard to manage that. That speaks to a very specific person who's also maybe struggling to hold down a traditional job. So all of these things that we experience in our life, all these different parts of our story, we need to be using to connect with people who are going to go, me too. Oh my gosh, me too. Like, yeah. I need to work
1: with you. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I mean, how many people listening right now have been turned down for a promotion? Yeah. How many people uh, listening right now have been let go from their job? Which, by the way, the reason I started this business is because I was let go from my corporate job about three years ago. Mm. Like, I was doing it on the side anyway, and I was right. gonna, going to leave, but they, they just. Expedited all that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they they helped they helped you get started. (laughs) And and
1: and, you know at that time I had I had two choices the same two choices that anybody who's listening who's ever been let go from a job has you can either go right back and get the same job same type of job same industry which is probably the easiest path Um, yes challenging you got to update your resume interview that stuff right but it's easy or then path two which is just go start a business start Mm -hmm. freelancing do that stuff but for me I was able to make that transition easy. Because I had been practicing and doing the steps in my book that led up to the day where I was let go and could just, I won't say seamlessly, but transition yeah. into what I'm doing today.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, before I forget, because I remember the second thing I was going to ask you about, and I think this is, this is really important. Um, you've been mentioning it throughout our conversation. And I have to bring it up for our listeners because one of the trends I see on social media is, um, well in a particular space, I'm not trying to call anybody out, but like in a particular space where there are a lot of people who are like, you don't need a, you don't need a website. You don't Mm -hmm. need this. You don't need that. Like just get, okay. I understand like to get something started, like you you don't have to go put up a a fancy website. However, you've mentioned showing up in when people Google you, right? What are they seeing? Mm -hmm. The number one way you're going to get found is by having a website you can post all day on social media right yep so what do you want people to know about like why they need to have a website and not just be on social media
1: yeah so okay i challenge i go build your brand on a social media platform and then when they shut down overnight Mm -hmm. where did your brand go yeah okay this this actually happened like three uh, it's probably three years ago now there was a company called branded.me that came out, um, you could sign up for this. And people listening should know because they like literally spammed LinkedIn to get people to sign up. And I was curious, so I signed up. I ended up interviewing the, the founder of it and I've talked to Nick twice now on different ventures that he's done. But a lot of people built their brand on branded.me. So brand, they gave them the platform, they gave them a little website so they could show up and search, all that stuff. And then, and, and I signed up so I could pay attention to it and all that. And then literally overnight, they shut it down.
0: Mm-hmm. Boom,
1: shut down. And I had all kinds of people sending me emails saying, what just happened to branded.me? And I'm like, dude, I don't know. I, I don't run the company. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, so I, but I did send a note to the guy who did because I had built this relationship up with him through the podcast. And he's like, yeah, we just decided we're going to go in a different direction. And they, he created something completely different. But everybody who built their brand up on his platform, branded.me, lost it all overnight. They couldn't even download their information from mm. it. Just lost it.
0: Oh, that's painful.
1: So the way I look at it is when you build your brand on a social media platform, you are building it on rented land.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: It's not, a, it's not something you own. It's not something you control. If the social media platform decides that they want to start plastering ads all over your profile, there's nothing you can do to stop it. Those ads may or may not align with what you want to be known for. So, you know, if you want to build your brand on rented land, feel free. Just know that your landlord can kick you out. Mm -hmm. Which is why I always recommend, even if you just have a basic website, just a small one-page website, at least on your website, it becomes your home base. You own it, you control it, nobody puts anything on it that you don't agree with. And as long as you continue to pay your mortgage payment, which is your you know your annual hosting fee to yeah. have the website, then you have a house online forever that no one can take away.
0: Yep.
1: So I, that's I'm the laughing.
0: Way I yeah, I'm laughing because I use the same analogy. If the same analogy and I think it's so important to drive the point home for people because they just don't. And even if the site doesn't shut down, this is what I want people to understand too, is I know of a big influencer. She had thousands and thousands of YouTube fans. It's how she built her business. Mm-hmm. And then even though YouTube didn't shut down, clearly it's still there. She had gotten some emails from from Google or Gmail or whatever, which we all get those like terms are changing, right? Whatever. Yeah. She ignored them because usually it's just like, read the terms, make sure you're Spam, up to
1: date. Junk, who cares? Move yeah. on. Yeah.
0: Well, they, they ended up because she hadn't switched to something or made an agreement. I don't know what the details are. She lost her account and all of her videos, all of her connections, all of everything. Now, of course she did have a website. She had been building up her brand, thankfully, mm-hmm. so she's still out there. She's surviving, but how devastating Oh to yeah. have that t- ripped out from under you, right? Yeah. So very it's, it's, words.
1: it's, it's like, uh, it's like the people who tell you, you know, when you have a, start building your email list soon, like, you know, because you're, you own your email list. Nobody can take it from you. Yeah. It's yours. So, you know, it's one, it's just one of those things. You, do you want to control what you do or do you want to have somebody else control it? So yep. By all means, if you want to go create your own brand on Instagram and all that stuff, just know that someday Facebook could go, you know what? We're just going to pull all that stuff in-house. Instagram's gone. Yeah. And, and there's not a dang thing anybody can do to stop it. It's just going to happen and all your stuff is gone.
0: Absolutely. So
1: I would, I'm would. i just a fan of controlling your own destiny.
0: Yeah. I'm 100% with you, Ryan. Um, is this something you run into, especially because you do work with some Um, people who are probably like our listeners, freelancers, consultants who are just getting started, do you run into them saying like, well, I don't know what to post about. I don't know what to, like, I don't want to put myself out there. Um, What do you say to those people?
1: uh, If you don't market yourself, no one else will. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Okay. And if you, if you're trying to be a freelancer and you're not willing to market yourself, then you will not be a freelancer very long. Yeah. You got, you got to put your name out there and it all comes back to, do you want somebody else talking about you or would you rather control that narrative?
0: Mm
1: -hmm. So yeah, I get that a lot. And for the folks who struggle with content, what to put out, how -hmm. often to post like that kind of stuff. When I, you know, that's, that's my whole brand messaging system. When that happens, people don't understand their message. Like they don't know how to talk about themselves and their business Mm -hmm. And so therefore they don't know what content to put out because they don't know their, their customers well enough and they don't know what's going to resonate with them. And so when I work with my clients today, that's the, you know, the first thing that we talk about is their customers and then their message. Because once you know those two things, everything else becomes easier.
0: Yes. Oh, totally. No, I love that. I think it's um, super important to know exactly what problems you're solving and who you're solving those for. And then content creation is is something that basically takes care of itself. You'll have so many ideas, you don't even know what to do with them.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. And I tell you, I'm also surprised by the number of people who, like they've been in business for a long time. And one of the questions I ask them is, what is the result of somebody working with you? Like, what Mm -hmm. is the success they experience? Yeah. And people struggle to answer that yet they've been in business for a long time.
0: Yeah.
1: It's like you need to start talking to your customers. You need to find out the benefit that you're providing them so you can talk about that stuff too and create content from it.
0: Yeah, exactly. No, you're you're we're speaking the same language Ryan. I swear to our listeners we um we didn't plan this in <laughs> advance. <laughs> <laughs> um so one of the things that you say like as an outcome or as a benefit um, on your website, and and the word stood out to me. I really liked it. You say um, that you help your clients flourish, and mm-hmm. to flourish is to grow or develop in a healthy or vigorous way, especially as a result of a particularly favorable environment. So, and it's yes, that's also that's <laughs> exactly what I
1: meant when I said that too.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what I love about it though is um, a lot of the times I have to kind of dig around for the definition that fits what uh what my guest is accomplishing and what's funny is two of them i felt that one actually does fit you i mean i know it's you know it's definitely more technical but the other one of the other definitions was to wave something around to attract the attention of others and it's, hmm. it's kind of it's kind of a funny way to put it but i think you know it is about um the environment you're putting yourself in hmm. and tooting your own horn like you said right yeah. so how do people decide like where they should be showing up, right? What uh, besides their website, obviously, but sure. like where do they go out and start promoting themselves?
1: Yeah, where are your people? Yeah, where hey, go where your people are? Yeah, you know, it does. For example, it would do me zero good to go get a TikTok account and start doing <laughs> TikTok stuff. Yes, because none of the people I want to talk to are there. Yeah, you know, and I think I think so many people get wrapped up around this. Oh my God, I got to be on every social media platform, and here's what i tell them no you don't you need to be where your clients are however think about also expansion down the road and try to get your name in some of the bigger social media platforms so people don't take it
0: mm-hmm. but that doesn't
1: mean that you need to use it yeah you know so from a career standpoint if you're trying to brand your career if you're trying to be known for something in your career my personal opinion is you need to be on linkedin and you need to be on twitter those right. are like Two platforms that if you use them right and you use them together like it's a one-two punch for your career because the thing that's great about Twitter is there's no gatekeepers Mm -hmm. you can talk directly to someone that you want to talk to as long as they have an account and they're tweeting you know they're active and you can find those people on LinkedIn so if somebody's doing a job search for example and they want to talk to a hiring manager do some research, find out who the hiring manager is for the job you want to post to, then go to Twitter and see if they have an account. And if they do reach out to them
0: because mm-hmm.
1: they'll probably have a conversation with you. Yeah. But if you use those two together, I mean, I just think career people really need to be focused there. There's a lot of other benefits to that too, but um, you know, and it also depends on what you're doing.
0: Mm-hmm. So if
1: you're doing a you know, visual thing, if you want to be more authentic, you know, Instagram might be a place for you to hang out. But it really just depends on who your audience is. Um, so for example, I'm working, I'm working with a client right now who works with professional athletes. And her social media presence is like zero.
0: Mm-hmm. And So
1: I'm like, well, you, ha- you need to be on Instagram because yes. <laughs> athletes hang out on Instagram.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: So you know, one of the things I'm doing is working with her on that. But it's, she's like, well, shouldn't I be on LinkedIn? And I'm like, no, you should have a presence on LinkedIn. But I guarantee you professional athletes aren't going to LinkedIn.
0: Yeah. Not so I have a presence
1: <laughs> in some of these social media platforms, but that doesn't mean you have to be active on them.
0: Yeah, no, I so agree with you. I think it's like staking your claim, making sure mm-hmm. your username or whatever is is there and, and that you can be found. But I love, I feel, I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that about Twitter because Twitter has been off and on over the years, like it, it often makes its way to the top of my favorite social media platforms. And it's so underrated. Like people yeah. don't always understand the value of it. And one thing I want to tell our listeners, because I know a lot of people in in my community and I'm assuming in yours because the personal branding thought leadership space, if you're looking to get published, if you want to go get published somewhere, or get media features, if you go to Twitter, journalists and editors are on Twitter and you can literally go answer questions. You can tweet to them. You can pitch them. Mm -hmm. It is a no brainer. I mean, Definitely. I'm not even, I, I, I'm not advertising for Twitter, but I, no, no. <laughs>
1: I, I would say uh, probably in the very beginning of my podcast, I got 90% of my guests through Twitter, mm-hmm. 90% of them. And now some of that was strategic on my part. So my, I made sure that my bio and Twitter said, Hey, I have this podcast. I talk to these types of people. If you want to be on it, you know, send me an email here or DM right. me or whatever I said back then.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but I was very strategic about it, but tw- the only the, what turned me on to it was as soon as I realized that I can talk to anybody I want on Twitter, like I could, I could in theory, have a conversation with Elon Musk on Twitter,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: Absolutely. You could too. Anybody here could, as long as you put something out that captures his attention at the moment he's there, which I understand is probably, you know, your chances are probably small, right? But it's not, it's not like impossible. Mm-hmm. It, it is possible. You just may have to work at it. Um, one of the examples I like to give is there's a, um, there's a famous, and I say famous, but she's a famous career coach. She's been on the Oprah Winfrey Winfrey show back when it was a show like five or six times. And Oprah used to call her my career coach. Mm. Her name is Robin Ryan. Mm -hmm. And I decided I came across her profile when I was um, doing the podcast every week and I decided, you know what? I want Robin on my podcast. Mm -hmm. I had no clue how to get there. So I just kind of took a step back and said, okay, let's use Twitter and LinkedIn. And just basically I put a, put a campaign together to get her on my podcast. Right. And for 30 some days, I was retweeting her stuff, commenting on her stuff on Twitter. I would go to LinkedIn, like, share, comment her stuff. And like, it almost felt like a futile effort after 30 some <laughs> days. Like, holy cow, is she ever gonna respond to me? And then about 40 days into my campaign, I got an email from her. And she said, thank you for the attention you've been giving me on Twitter and LinkedIn. <laughs> I have a new book coming out next month, and I would like to talk about it on your podcast if you'll have me as a guest.
0: Wonderful. And I was like, yes.
1: It was, yeah. one of, it was one of my happy, I call it my happy chair moment. Yeah. <laughs> I jumped up out of my chair because somebody <laughs> I'd been trying to get as a guest finally said yes, but. Um, yeah. it just I know it works like it works yeah. you have to be patient you have to be persistent but it works
0: yeah yeah and I love the lesson in there I think for a lot of people because we all want to see like the instant wins but I think um, time and consistency but also Engaging with the people that you want to, like you can't just reach out to them, pitch them once, and expect them to, you know, come back right. to you and say, "Yes, of course, I want to be." Show them that you're paying attention. Show them that you care. Keep getting in front of them. Mm-hmm. It's like with marketing messages, you have to show up, you know, x amount of times, seven plus times before somebody takes note, notice, yep. right? Yep. Yep. Same thing with your with getting in front of them. Yeah, that was. Hundred
1: yeah, percent. I mean. um, what is there's a saying I can never remember, like I remember these sayings. I never remember who said them. Me too.
0: Me too. <laughs> what,
1: what's the saying that, um, you know, the sweetest sound to a person to any person is their own name? Yeah. Something like that.
0: Yeah.
1: So, you know, think about that. Every time you tweet somebody or retweet or like or share a comment, they all they get notified.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. They
1: know and they go and they look and they see who's doing it. Yeah. They pay people pay attention. I almost, when I was doing, when I was into my podcast, like every week, I almost took a bet from a a friend of mine who said, I bet you can't get Gene Simmons to be on your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Which actually would have been very appropriate because he has a book called Me. Uh, And it's all about how they built Kiss Up to be a business first and not a band.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: And and then how how they've built Kiss into this thing that, I mean, they make way more on licenses and royalties and all that than they ever did as a band. Mm-hmm. And it was intentional from day one when they formed the group.
0: Wow. I didn't know that. But it, I mean, there's action figures of them, right? So they yeah. they were doing yeah. something right. Wow.
1: He, I mean, one of the things he said is like, if he had an idea about anything, he would just go trademark it. Uh-huh.
0: That's very and, smart.
1: And especially his name, like his name and all the, he was the back character or whatever. So like anything that had to do with his persona that he was creating with the band Kiss, he went out, trademarked it, all that stuff before they really even became famous.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. Super smart. Very,
1: very interesting. Really, it's, it's actually a really good book. It's, I think it's just called Me by Gene Simmons. And it's literally about how he built his brand and he built the brand of Kiss. Which I love is, that. it's a super interesting, even if you don't like Kiss's music, it's a super right. interesting story.
0: Yeah, no, I'm definitely going to, I, I have so many books because every time I talk to people, they either recommend one or like five different books. And I'm like, how am I going to make it through all these? But I will, I'm going to get that one. Um, I wanted to, cause I know we're running out of time and before we get to anything that you want to promote or plug, um, <laughs> one of the things that you talk about a lot is messaging and you brought up, um, the social media bio. And I talk about this sometimes. And so I think it's important because I don't think I've ever covered it on the podcast. Um, okay. You have a website, you're being active on social media, right? Why is it important that we optimize our social media bio? And what are some of the key things you think that should be in there for people who are trying to build a personal brand? I mean, I'll have yeah, I not to cover all of it, but...
1: Yeah, I think it depends on your strategy and what you're trying to achieve, first of all. But for me, the big, and I talk about it in my book, the big piece is congruency.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. So, which is not, yes, it's a fancy math term, but in this case, it Mm -hmm. just means being consistent and similar the same throughout all your profiles. So, for example, if I'm over on one, if I'm talking about one thing on my website and I'm over on Twitter or Instagram and I'm posting about stuff that's completely different. If I go to your, if I'm trying to learn more about you, yes, I'm going to learn more about the completely different stuff too, but then I'm going to start to question, okay, do I even want to talk to this person? So for example, Mm -hmm. as a podcaster, one of the things that I do when I'm going to interview somebody is I go look at their website and then I go to all their social media stuff Mm -hmm. because I want to look at a complete picture. And when they don't put their pictures on social media, (laughs) but they share the name with other people, I do not know if I have the right person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, If they talk about different things in different areas, I don't know what questions to ask them to pull together. You know, so it's one, what do you want to be known for? Make sure your bios reflect that. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: and that way, when people do search for you and they won't just go to LinkedIn, by the way, they'll go to all your different social media platforms. They get the same feel for who you are. Because one of the things that's super cool about social media but it's, it could also be super devastating if you're mm-hmm. not paying attention to it. Is we can now get a feel for a person and what they would be like to work in our organization. Mm-hmm. I can tell whether or not you will be a cultural fit with my company based on what I find about you online. Yeah, so, for sure. You know, and people need to think about that and realize that um, people can go to your social profile and you can immediately get thrown out for contention for a role or a job or a promotion, just based on what somebody else finds there. And you will never know that it happened. Mm-hmm. Very so true. be aware and be congruent and be consistent. And then, you know, so even, even in my Twitter bio, when I switch it up to say, Hey, I've got this podcast, still part of the brand that I'm, that I was building at the time, which is, Hey, I'm all, I also do podcasting,
0: mm-hmm. which
1: somebody might have found interesting. So, it's all just what do you want to be known for? And then make everything aligned to that and be consistent and congruent.
0: Yeah, I love that. Yeah, don't be Ryan, the, the model train guy on Twitter and then the, the personal branding podcast guy elsewhere.
1: Yeah, that just confuses people. I mean, yeah. yes. Okay, so let's, let's clarify something. It's yeah. okay for you to be yourself. We're yes. not saying, I'm not saying do, you know, be known for whatever 100% of the time. For sure. Like you're always in that mode. No, it's okay to be yourself. You should be yourself. Mm -hmm. But what's best is when you can tie yourself to what you want to be known for.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah.
1: If you are on Instagram and you film yourself gardening, tell a nice story about how you were planting something and it reminded you of a story about this. Then you're still being authentic.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. You're
1: also putting out content that's relevant to your brand.
0: Yes, this is what I try. I mean, to me, and I understand. Like, I mean, we've been in the space, right? But people overcomplicate it. It really is that simple. If you love, I mean, we keep using model trains, but so thank you for bringing up that great example. (laughs) But if you love model trains, that's fine. But if you're a, a personal brand or a podcaster, you talk about that, and you somehow just find a way to tie it to your mission to your why to to something right this is why stories i find are so powerful because we can always find a thread a golden thread to link to um, what else we do and and show up in a personal real way
1: yeah 100 if you want to if you want to be able to write more content and know that you're writing the right content guess what you have to do to begin with you have to write content yeah and i can tell you when you start writing content it's painful
0: Yes. There's a, I
1: interviewed, I interviewed a, a lady named Claudia Ultracher. She wrote a book called, um, I can never remember the book, something about <laughs> ideas, um, but a fantastic book. But basically she compared our brains and our ideas. She calls it the idea muscle mm. to working out in that. It's, it's hard at first to come up with ideas and thoughts and things like, like that. But the more you work out, the more you exercise your brain, the more you put yourself in your customer's shoes, think about their problems and the things that you help them with, the more you write that out, the more you think about it, the easier it gets. And when you talk about posting content, it's a struggle at first. But just keep going. Go and go and go and know that it will get easier. And when you get there, you'll find stories in everything.
0: Yep, 100%. I, I mean, and at the most inconvenient times, <laughs> yes. like in, in the shower, driving when you can't write it down. Um, absolutely. No, I love that. I, Ryan, we could talk forever. Um, <laughs> but both of us are, you know, it's, it's even later for you. Um, what do you want? Like, what do you want people to know? Where can they go find more about you? What do you want to promote to them?
1: Yeah, so I am, well, I'm Ryan Roten everywhere, R-H-O-T-E-N, so if you just search for me, by the way, the one who showed up five times, he's now on page three. Um, I'm (laughs) the only one who shows up on page one. So, there is one guy who's every now and then he pops up in there, but um, I, I'm the only Ryan Roten out there that's, that you can find in Google. Let's just say and that he's one. not
0: the one that was arrested. Okay. Correct. <laughs>
1: right. Um, and a real cool thing is that I just so obviously I have my book, but um, I just released it this week is an online course called LinkedIn Made Simple. Mm. and it will help you go from kind of being confused and maybe um, overwhelmed or clueless about what to do on LinkedIn as you're building your brand and take you to a place of knowledge where you can start to conquer it and really use it to elevate your brand so you get noticed and found uh, for what you want to be known for. Um, and so if you just go to LinkedInMadeSimple.com, you, you can read more about it there. But It's an online course. I also teach it um, once a quarter as a group training session mm-hmm. um then you get to interact directly with me as we go through it i think that i actually think the next one starts in like 2 weeks um but anyway that's that's my big thing it's a it's kind of been a labor of love i've i decided i r- literally decided january last year that i was going to try to become a linkedin expert mm. and so i threw myself into everything i could find on linkedin right and this course is basically a summation of all that. So the thousands of dollars that I spent (laughs) (laughs) learning about LinkedIn can now be picked up by everybody for a fraction of that cost.
0: Awesome. Perfect. And yeah, and like if you're a consultant, a coach, a freelancer, a lot of those people that you work with, and a lot of our listeners that, you know, they got to be on LinkedIn. So that sounds like an amazing um, course. And I can vouch for the power of LinkedIn as well. That's where I get a lot of connections, clients and things like that. Um, So Ryan, thank you so much for being on. I loved this conversation. Maybe someday we'll do a round two because I feel like we've just barely skimmed the surface.
1: <laughs> Anytime, Aaron, Thank you for having me on. I'm honored to be here and I look forward to having you on my podcast soon.
0: Yeah, looking forward to it. Thanks. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you liked today's episode, please subscribe and tell your friends. If you want to learn better branding and communication skills or more about this podcast, please visit www.CandidlyErin.com or just say the word podcast.com. You can also find me everywhere on social media at CandidlyErin And make sure to use the hashtag JustSayTheWord in your social media posts so I can see your stories of resilience, transformation, and lessons learned because your story matters. Remember, your story is your legacy. Everybody has a story and the world should hear yours.